0: This is Indie ColorCast, powered by Radio Kismet. This is Andrew Benioff with the Independent Lodging Congress for the Indie ColorCast Project. Today, I'm happy to welcome Arash Azarbarjan, who's the president of SH Hotels and Resorts. Arash, welcome and thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here.
0: Great, great. Well, let's get into, because I would, I'd love to learn a little bit more about what SH is doing. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about your background. How did you get into the hospitality industry to begin with?
1: You know, as most people will tell you, your career choices come to you accidentally. Sometimes I was studying to be a data processor and a computer engineer, because everybody that comes from Iran needs to be a engineer or an accountant or a doctor. (laughs) Right. And I had a part-time job in a, in a restaurant, uh, washing dishes and prepping food and, and learning the restaurant business. And I really enjoyed it. And after I graduated and received my degree, uh, I was offered a job to work in the kitchen full-time. And I took that opportunity and I spent three years in a few restaurants that no one has heard of in New York and Connecticut. Uh, it was a restaurant called Griffin's and Garvin's in New York City, and I really enjoyed it. My chef really pushed me to go and receive more formal culinary training. So I attended Culinary Institute of America in 1987, and I really enjoyed it. I graduated CIA 1989, first in my class, and everybody thought that I would be the next great chef, and I was very sought after had many, many different offers to work in different kitchens. But I soon realized after spending more time in the kitchen that I wasn't an artist. Creating new recipes and new ideas uh, didn't come to me naturally. But when I saw somebody was serving a lobster with vanilla sauce, that uh, blew me away that I could never come up with that. Mm-hmm. And I left the kitchen in 1990. And in 1991, I joined Four Seasons Hotels as a lounge manager. I won't bore you with the next 30 years of my career, but between Four Seasons, start with Hotels and Resorts, I had the pleasure of working uh, with St. Regis and uh, helped launch the W brand. It was an incredible hospitality career. I joined SBE in 2005, and one of was one of the founders of SBE and helped launch the SLS brand, Redberry, Cleo, Katsuya, the Bazaar by Jose Andreas, and really enjoyed 12 years with SBE and really had a fantastic time learning and growing. And I joined SH Group two and a half years ago, and I'm sure we'll talk about SH later. So short, a long answer to your question, hospitality chose me. I always tell people that if you enjoy what you do, uh, you're never working. Uh, You're just doing what you enjoy. And I enjoy being with people. I enjoy spending time with people and mentoring people. And that has been the secret to my success is having great people and uh, great colleagues around.
0: Great. Before we get to SH or moving towards SH Group and learning a little bit more about that, what did the transition from W Hotels... To SH Group look like for you?
1: You know, I, I think I want to take it one step back. Sure. I was always in the luxury world. I worked with Four Seasons and I worked at the Phoenician in Arizona. And uh, then I became a general manager of a San Regis hotel in Century City. doesn't exist anymore, uh, but it was a super luxury hotel. Barry Sterlick, and that's my connection with Barry, at the time was CEO of Starwood Hotels and Resorts. And he is, it was just about to launch the W and he asked me to come join the W team to bring some luxury to W Uh, because if you recall, when the W first opened, it was a very fun, young, energetic brand. And we were having difficulty uh, securing group business because the group and convention business didn't want a young, energetic hotel brand. They wanted more stability. So that transition uh, went from always working in luxury to working in something that's more lifestyle and boutique and nature. The transition from W to SH, it's, it's a little bit easier, because one hotel, which is really the core brand that we have here at SH, is a brainchild of Barry Sternlich again. And he has taken all of his history and learning throughout the years of running thousands of hotels and and, a number of brands. And I put it all together, uh, a brand that brings all of that, plus a mission and a purpose. And the mission and purpose is really to be green, be eco-friendly, be at one with nature, from design to service to execution, and really bring something that will make Earth better. And in everything we do every day, we always think about, are we leaving the world better for the next generation? So that's the transition from W to one hotel.
0: Is that what you think sustainability means to you? Is leaving the earth better for the next generation? Or do you think it has other meanings as well?
1: Oh, it has several other meanings. But for me, having three kids and, and have, you know, I'm I'm 54 years old and, I have seen what the Earth was when I started and where it's going, and I think I would love to have my kids have a better uh, and more chance of success with this environment. And for us, if we can take if everybody took one little step, we would be in much better shape that we are, and we continue to grow, from food waste to recycling, to energy usage to choosing environmental-friendly material to selling only organic food. Uh, There's so many things that people can do that doesn't cost more that can make Earth better. Sustainability uh, is definitely uh, not just lip service for us at SH. It's it's a way of life. And and we all become believers and we all become uh, very in tune uh, with the environment.
0: That's awesome. So, SH Group obviously operates One Hotels, as you just mentioned, as well as Baccarat and Treehouse, and we're going to get to those as well. But One is a nature-inspired luxury lifestyle brand, at least as far as I understand. And I know you worked with Barry at W, but in between, you know, you worked somewhere else. What drew you to SH and what they're doing now?
1: Being in the hotel business and opportunity to work directly for Barry Sternlich was the biggest driver for me to join SH. Barry is, is brilliant. He is definitely one of the most important visionaries that I have seen in my lifetime. And, and for him, there is no such thing as ordinary and everything we do has to be extraordinary. And he, his mind works at a speed that uh, most people are not used to seeing or hearing, but he challenges us every day. And I had that experience. I never reported to him when I was with Starwood Hotels. I think, you know, he was my boss's 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 boss. But his vision came through the ranks and then hit us at property level when I was with Starwood Hotels and Resort. But to have the opportunity to pick his brain, see how his mind works and how he evolves and changes everything on a regular basis to be fresh and, and be better than uh, most on a daily basis is something that is very uh, exciting and something that I was thrilled to be a part of.
0: That's great. So obviously, he's somebody who's inspired you and, and you wanted to go and work for him. How would you say that Barry has positively impacted your career as you've, as you've grown into it?
1: I think the, it goes back to the Starwood Hotel days and the opportunity to be an innovator in the hospitality space. You know, what is a, what is a hotel? It's a room that has a bed and a TV in it, and, and you can take a shower, and there's a place for you to sleep and rest. Uh, this was what hospitality was 20, 25 years ago. Today, hotels have become entertainment capitals. And people expect uh, a heavenly bed that, by the way, Barry was the pioneer on and and the best shower and organic soaps and shampoos. And they expect to have amazing food and and great cocktails handcrafted. Uh, The folks expect that the room uh, temperature will be just to their liking and the service is exactly how they like it, not overpowering and, and not neglective either. So what Barry did for me taught me that there is no status quo and and every day you have to evolve and change every day you have to look at your competition to see what they're doing and track your performance versus the best don't don't settle for being second best or don't settle for being just okay uh, always strive to be number 1 and so that's what uh, he has done for me in my career and and I I was when he left Starwood Hotels in 2000 and I left soon after him because, you know, my he was my visionary and the drive for the market. And when the opportunity came for me to rejoin him, it didn't take much convincing.
0: That's wonderful. So, I mean, currently you guys operate a number of the One Hotel brand in the U.S. here. You also have one in Sanya, China. Has One Hotels learned anything from your property in China that you've brought back for reopening in the States?
1: I think yes. Uh, to short answer to your question, I mean, in the beginning, and, and by the way, if this is any indication, I don't know when your listeners will hear this, today being the you know, first week of, of August, our hotel in Sonia is about to get to uh, 85% occupancy. And, you know, eight months ago, which is, which is, I mean, I'm hoping that's a sign of things to come for us here in the U.S. What we did in China from uh, sanitization and the use of the proper UV wands and chemicals to ensure that every surface is clean and, and uh, we were temperature checking every single staff member that came into the hotel and every guest that came into the hotel seven months ago where this is common practice here in the U.S. So we took what we learned from China, and, and China is a little different. When there is a directive to put a mask on, people put a mask on. They will listen to the recommendations of their uh, government and local authorities and ensure that they don't gather in big groups and they don't take any risks. and And they're much more coherent to the environment. You know, sometimes here in the the U.S., you see parties going on in Hollywood Hills and and, and bars and, you know, masks are are sometimes a nuisance, which is a necessity. So our learning was policies and procedures, how the trends move, uh, how do we separate and do social distancing in restaurants and bars before it was, uh, it was common knowledge here in the US or common practice here in the US, we took advantage of all those learnings and, and we'll continue to learn and see how uh, business comes back and how it gears up. And our number one goal is to make our colleagues, associates, safe and comfortable. And that safety and comfort will translate into our guest safety and comfort. So we make sure if we have those two covered, we will have a safe and comfortable place for folks to escape and, and relax after you know, the toughest year in, in uh, recorded history, in my opinion, that we have had on the economy.
0: Oh, that's great. So both One Hotels and Treehouse, your other sister brand, have a, a very strong bent towards sustainability. Has that sustainability practice influenced? your reopening of the hotels? Is there things that you're doing that flow through or that sustainability doesn't really matter when you're reopening?
1: Sustainability, even when we close, is, is a way of life for us. I mean, from energy monitoring, you know, while we were, when the hotels ever closed, we took advantage of it and updated all our energy system, energy monitoring system, new thermostats in the room to make sure that we're, we are saving as much of our resources as we can and not wasting resources. So I don't think this COVID crisis and our recovery and reopening uh, took away or added to our sustainability efforts because that's part of our DNA and, and uh, we live and breathe that.
0: That's wonderful. Well, so, you know, as I just mentioned, both One and Treehouse are very sustainability focused and they're inspired by nature, it seems like. What drew SH slash Barry to the natural world? And what does SH want to bring to their guest at One and Treehouse Hotels from the natural world?
1: Well, I, I wasn't there in in 2007 when Barry you know, first came up with the idea and the launch. So I can't tell you what drew Barry to the brand. I can tell you what drew me and, and, and makes mm-hmm. me enjoy the brand more. As you have as well, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I traveled the world and I before the crisis, I was probably sleeping in a hotel room at least 150 to 200 nights a year. I flew 500,000 miles in, in 2019 and 450 in 2018. So I've been all over the world. I think when you look at a one hotel, we have proven that you can live well and live green. That living green and living in a sustainable, conscious manner shouldn't take anything away from having a luxurious experience. If anything, it should make you feel better about a luxury experience. And what I've learned over the last two years, two and a half years since I've been here, our guests happen to be more loyal than a typical guest. What does that mean? You know, when we look at our Business mix, and I don't want to get into uh, numbers, but more every one of our hotels, more than 60%, it, it peaks at 76% uh, on our South Beach property. Our guests book directly with us, where they through reservation, uh, to our reservation system, through our website, directly through the hotel, through their salespeople, their relationship people. We have very much loyal guests and no hotel can tell you that, you know, 76%, 74% of their business is direct business. So that's an indication to me that guests appreciate what we do and they will pay more. They will go out of their way to stay with us because they know that we won't take their stay for granted. For us as a hotel company, One Hotels and Essays to be carbon neutral in 2019, and again in 2020, is something that we're very, very proud of. So, uh, we take every step to make sure that uh, we don't uh, take away from the guest experience, but also don't take away from nature.
0: Obviously, Baccarat is a very different feel from one and Treehouse. And it's a, you know, at least from my standpoint, it's like an uber luxury brand, not particularly, not that it's not focused on sustainability, but it's not something that, at least to me, seems to run through the brand. Do you feel that SH is moving more towards building brands focused on sustainability and Baccarat, the one in New York, is sort of a one-off or is, is there room for uh, different sort of branches of this tree per se?
1: There is definitely room for the different branches for this tree, and, and Baccarat is not just a one-off for us. We are working very diligently on a number of assets from Saudi Arabia to France to Asia and even the Americas for more Baccarat location. Baccarat Hotel was a brainchild of Barry again. When he owned the Baccarat Crystal Company, he purchased that about 15 years ago. And he was very interested in making sure people can touch and feel the crystal outside of the stores. And what best, better way to bring a 300-year-old tradition of luxury to a hotel where a guest will have their drinks from Baccarat Crystal at the bar and, and see the illumination of a Baccarat chandelier or a lamp in the room. And, Uh, touch and feel every uh, aspect of Baccarat crystal and and its legacy and culture through a hotel experience. And our hotel in New York has been super successful. Uh, We consistently are one of the top rated uh, uh, hotels from mobile five-star, AAA five-diamond to all the different amenities and you know one of the highest average daily rates of any hotel in New York is what Bakura brings to us. So we are very proud of the brand and we are very happy with the brand and we'll do everything we can from again energy monitoring uh, to ensuring that uh, our carbon footprint is looked at from food waste and organic food. We do everything we can to ensure that our hotel takes every eco-friendly step possible and still be luxurious.
0: Okay. So One Hotels has a fellowship at E2 that was created in partnership with the NRDC to support and invest in young young entrepreneurs who seek to address pressing environmental issues through projects that benefit both the economy and our planet. We understand that selected fellows receive $20,000 each and work with E2 team members and advocates to design and implement their projects. Do you foresee any service learning project property collaborations with the future fellow class through the E2?
1: We look at every single option from NRDC to Oceanic to all different environmental. We're always looking for great partners that we can learn from, that we can be a support mechanism to, and we can improve our environment. So Nothing is off the table uh, for future and we look for new partnership and whoever is listening to this podcast that has ideas on how we can partner with them as a brand, as a company to help better the environment. We're all ears and we're always looking for ways to improve uh, our footprint and make a bigger footprint in, in changing the world.
0: Let me read you according to a woman named Leah Thomas, the definition of intersectional environmentalism. And I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Intersectional environmentalism is an inclusive version of environmentalism that advocates for both the protection of people and the planet. It identifies the ways in which injustices happening to marginalized communities and the earth are interconnected. It brings injustices done to the most vulnerable communities and the earth to the forefront, and does not minimize or silence social inequality. Intersectional environmentalism advocates for justice for people and the planet. So that's sort of the, the thesis of intersectional environmentalism. How do you feel the hospitality industry can advocate for this movement?
1: Intersectional environmentalism, I, I think for us as hospitality executives and hospitality leaders, Uh, We need to do our part. We need to do our part to, I think we're doing better than our part to give back to the environment and and making sure that we leave the world uh, a better place, as I mentioned earlier, but also providing uh, education, job opportunities, growth opportunities for, for the society. Look at me. I started my career when I was 16 years old in the kitchen. And because I was mentored and because people cared about me and taught me, I grew to become who I am. And and that's why I decided and I try always to mentor and educate and move people up within our industry. So it is our role and it's our destiny and, and a requirement for us to be able to create that environment of education, health and safety and growth opportunities uh, for all members of our society.
0: In closing, I just want to ask if you have anything else you'd like to add or any message that you'd like to include to the hospitality industry, both in lodging, restaurants, or any other part of uh, sort of travel and hospitality.
1: Sure. I I believe that 2020 was one of the most difficult years For the hospitality business in general, from restaurants that will never open to hotels that have suffered many losses. I'm not just talking financial losses, folks that would have lost their job forever or for a long period of time. It's really time for us to come together as an industry and support each other. When we came up uh, with our COVID 19 reopening plan, Three or four months ago, I was very touched that the win organization was the first to print and publish their plan. It's not time for us to look at our competition as competitors. They're all fellow business people, and we have to share best practices and we have to work together to help in the recovery of our industry because our industry is uh, feeling it and it will feel it for the next few months and We're hopeful that twenty twenty one will be the year of recovery, but I ask your listeners from all different segments of lodging and hospitality to work together to create opportunities and and take educated, safe risks. And I'm opening hotels, you know, over the next few days that typically I wouldn't, but I want to create jobs. I want to open hotels safely and give a haven for folks who need a place to stay, a clean, comfortable, safe place. So it is going to be a difficult year ahead, but difficult and rough seas will prove that good captains are needed. So let's be a good captain and a good shepherd of our industry, and and see it to its recovery.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Arash. Really appreciate you joining us today on Indie Colorcast. And look forward to staying connected in the future and involving you in some of the other things that we're doing. So thanks so much again.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me and hope you stay healthy and and keep safe. Thank you. This is Indie
0: Colorcast powered by Radio Kismet. And I'm Andrew Benioff, founder and chairman of the Independent Lodging Congress. Indie ColorCast is where we explore independent hospitality, entrepreneurship, and society at large through conversations with leaders in our community, of hoteliers, designers, and others to encourage idea
1: generation and new ways of conducting meaningful business. Indie ColorCast.